Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Icon 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about reverse mortgages, and I think some listeners had been hearing about them, maybe advertised, and wondered if it could be explained without all the financial jargon, uh, kind of explaining like I'm five. So to start with, what are they? Great questions, great questions. Uh, yes, reverse mortgages. You know, it, it, you've been telling me that uh, our finance topics have been some of the most popular, so this is definitely something good to learn. Um, is essentially a reverse mortgage is a loan where the lender pays the monthly installments to the borrower instead of the borrower paying the lender. Basically, that payment stream is reversed. Wait, how does that make any sense? <laughs> I know, I know. And before we end, remind me to tell you about why David Bowie has a link to all of this as well. David Bowie, the musician? Oh yes, the, the famous uh, musician. So, uh, sorry to distract from the original question. So, the reversed mortgage works because the ownership changes hands. In the most ELI-5 terms, in a reverse mortgage, you sell your house but don't move out. Um, the people that buy your house essentially make the payments directly to you and you keep living there. And when you die, they get the house. Okay, uh, but there must be a more nuanced uh, detail to this then. Sure. So what's really happening is you take out a big loan against your house and get to keep all the money. Um, you might get all the money at once uh, or over time in payments. And when you die or sell, that money has to be paid back or else the lender gets the house. And that's why these loans are typically promoted to uh, older homeowners and typically do not require monthly mortgage payments. Reverse mortgages allow the elders to access that home equity they have built up in their homes now and defer payment of the loan until they die, sell or move out the home entirely. And of course, as, as a borrower, you're still responsible for property taxes and homeowners insurance and such. I see. So you're essentially selling your house before you have to move out of it. Um, why would someone want to do that? Well, it's a financial tool, usually you know, for the elderly couples who are maybe cash poor and house rich. Uh, why don't we give an example with someone, let's call Mr. Elderly. So Mr. Elderly signs up for a reverse mortgage on his house, which he fully owns. Now Mr. Elderly, he'll get $1,000 per, uh, per month for five years before he dies. So something like $60,000 in total. And upon Mr. Elderly's death, the bank sells the house and takes a cut larger than the 60K, probably something like 80K. So the bank, from the bank's perspective, they just made 20K more than what they lent out. Oh, so what happens to the money left over if the house is worth more than 80K, let's say? Oh, right. Uh, well, any money more than 80K, the leftover money is distributed amongst Mr. Elderly's kids or any other people he might owe money to. So in a way, it's uh, actually the elderly's kids who get less in this situation because they will receive a smaller inheritance. I see. Now, at the beginning, you said that there was a link to David Bowie. Oh, yes. So, uh, yeah, what is that link? So, so this type of loan, the reverse mortgage that we've been talking about, is actually very similar to what uh, Bowie did in the 90s uh, in creating something he called Bowie Bonds. Oh, I think I heard about this. But what exactly are Bowie Bonds? So, Bowie Bonds, they were first issued in 1997 when David Bowie partnered with Prudential Insurance Company and basically raised... $55 million cash by promising investors 
um, the income generated by his back catalog of like 25 albums. You know, the, this, these 25 albums, his intellectual property, they were, they were used as the underlying assets for these Bowie Bonds, uh, all recorded prior to 1990 and included classics such as The Man Who Sold the World, uh, Ziggy Stardust, and Heroes. I see. So he had an asset, um, but instead of a house, it was intellectual property, his albums that were generating ongoing income, and he sold the rights to that income uh, and received cash up front. Exactly. Very, very creative. It was. Um, They were pretty much the first instances of a bond that used intellectual property as the underlying collateral. The bonds were very appealing to investors because they presented what was at the time viewed as a steady long-term investment. Also, the bonds were purchased by investors who seized the opportunity to, you know, own a piece of their favorite rock star. Um, In addition, top credit agencies such as uh, Moody's Investor Service gave the bond an investment-grade rating, indicating that Bowie bonds were subject to a very low risk of default. Ah, so were they right? Was it a good investment? You know, uh, looking back, they turned out okay for all involved. David Bowie used the proceeds from the bond sale to purchase uh, old recordings of his music owned by his former manager. But for the bond investors, the value of the bonds actually began to decline as online music and file sharing grew in popularity, resulting in decreased album sales. Ah, this is the late 1990s. Yeah, now you're entering the late 1990s, right? And, uh, you know, Bowie bonds, when when issued, they had a face value of $1,000 with an interest rate of 7.9% and a maturity of 10 years. Mm. So, you know, if you remember that time, the music industry suddenly found itself in a crisis as CD sales slumped and people moved to MP3s. So Bowie bondholders, they saw their um, investments reduce in value as music fans drifted away from the record stores more to online file sharing platforms. Uh, Sadly, there was even a downgrade by Moody's in 2004, lowering the bond rating from an A3 rating to a BAA3, only one notch above junk status. So if an investor sold their bonds onto other folks during this time, 2004, they would have lost money. Uh, But what happens if they had continued holding the bonds until the 10-year maturity? Right, right. Yeah, holding worked out in this case. Uh, Things did turn around and illegal online music services renewed interest uh, in these securities in the latter part of the 2000s. So in the end, the Bowie bonds matured and were redeemed in 2007 as originally planned without default and the rights to the income for the songs reverted back to Bowie. Uh, So people got the full amount of what they signed up for. Mm, That's interesting. And finally, uh, it's funny, the word mortgage itself, it's derived from a uh, French law term used in Britain in the Middle Ages, literally meaning death pledge. (laughs) And it basically (laughs) refers to the pledge uh, ending um, when either the obligation is fulfilled uh, or the property is taken through such means as foreclosure. Well, that's a morbid way to end. Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Uh, and as always, thank you to the community at r slash explain like I'm five. We will see you all next week. <laughs>